guys, and welcome to another edition of LGBT in the Ring, your rainbow bastion for all things pro wrestling. I am your host, Brian Bell, here with you once again on the Outsports Podcast Network, and we are kicking off year number two of this show today, and I am very happy to be able to say that. Uh, we have our first year in the books. Thank you once again to Elm Hill for coming on last week and uh, talking all about uh, Effie's Big Gay Brunch, um, outstanding show, um, but we are making a little bit of uh, show history this week with our uh, first episode of year number two. We have our first tag team on the show. Uh, you saw them at Effie's Big Gay Brunch. Uh, the Runway, Tyler Klein and Calvin Couture, uh, they were in the Twink Gauntlet, and they are uh, doing a, so much more beyond that, but... Um, I think provided one of the more memorable moments from uh, that show just a little under two weeks ago. It was crazy to think. Time moves so fast. It really does. But I'm really excited to have them on the show, talk about their experiences in pro wrestling, and kind of get some insight into kind of what brought them into the ring, as well as what brought them together and, and formed this very strong, not just a strong tag team between the two, but a very strong uh, friendship and a bond there between uh these two outstanding uh, in-ring combatants, and I had a blast chatting with them, and we'll get to that a little bit later on in the show. I do want to open up here uh, talking a little bit about a match that I just finished watching. (laughs) Um, So, obviously, coming out of the collective, there have been some issues around uh, COVID-19 contractions. Um, Obviously, last week we talked about uh, Dan the Dad, um announcing uh, that he had contracted um, COVID coming out of the collective. And now we know of a few more wrestlers that have uh, announced positive tests in the days and and week or so since uh, the collective. Obviously, Cabana Man Dan, um, AC Mack. uh, We saw even uh, Tony Deppen, you know, who was on the Big A Brunch along with AC Mack. Both of them uh, tested positive. And then, of course, uh, AJ Gray uh, following... Uh, the last GCW, I think it was Last Resort out in California up this past weekend, tested positive as well. That ended up causing a situation that kind of leads into the, the match I want to talk about here because uh, AJ Gray at Last Resort faced Joey Janela, um, and Joey Janela was scheduled for a uh, first round matchup in AEW's world title number one contendership tournament on Dynamite on uh, Wednesday night. Um, due to uh, AJ Gray testing positive, Janela was removed from that match um, and replaced by Sonny Kiss kind of last minute. And I, I will say um, it was exciting. I think it was exciting for a lot of people that have seen Sonny get the opportunities that she has gotten um, over the past couple of months on Dynamite you know, for the longest time the conversation around Sunny and AEW was why aren't we seeing more of her on Dynamite proper? I know her and Jella have been doing a lot of stuff on Dark and there have been some vignettes on Dynamite. That all got torn down at Fight for the Fallen. We saw Sunny get in there and, and tear it up with Cody, um, really proving what she can do in the ring and, and it was an outstanding to see. And based off of that effort as well as the, the countless other times that she has shown out um, when getting the opportunity in AEW, uh, having her be slotted into this matchup against Kenny Omega in the first round of this tournament, I think it, gener- it generated a lot of excitement very quickly. Um, I mean, it had to be very quickly because the news came out just like hours before the show went live to- on Wednesday night. 
Um, and I'm one of those people that was really excited to see what was going to happen there. Like, obviously, if you've been paying attention to the storylines um, in AEW, it, the tournament is very much set up, uh, at least teasing uh, an ultimate final between Kenny Omega and Adam Page, former tag team partners, former tag team champions. Um, so, you know, I don't think... I don't think there were a ton of people that really th- that saw um, Sonny advancing out of this matchup, but that doesn't negate the, the fact that Sonny was going to be in the ring with one of the top wrestlers in the world, um, Kenny Omega, and that in and of itself the same the same as whenever she was in the ring with Cody, like you're putting her in the ring with these top names, these top draws, um, not just in AW, but in all of pro wrestling. And that only goes to show how Sonny is being positioned in the company and, and what the level of faith is in Sonny um, by putting her in these matches. Um, so yeah, a lot of excitement to see that match. And then we got what we got. <laughs> Look, I'm I I love that Sonny got the opportunity, and, and I will not complain at all. Um, anytime I get the chance to see the Concrete Rose on my television, but um, to slate Sonny in for effectively a two-move squash match um, on Dynamite in a number one contendership tournament like this, like I'm I get that you're that the company is trying to build up Kenny Omega, um, and we're seeing a shift in character there. It was very much a chance that this could have been the same plan if Joey Janela was in that spot uh, instead of Sonny. But the fact that that's what we got, um, I think it really messed with a lot of people's emotions around what, what we thought we were going to see. <laughs> um, and, you know, that sometimes that's just what pro wrestling is, but I think that there's a lot of justified frustration with the fact that you had the chance to um, let Sonny brush shoulders with someone like Kenny Omega and, and continue to put out this um, um, message of diversity um, and message of opportunity within AEW and in a V-Trigger and a One-Winged Angel that got crushed. Um, and, you know, I I don't think... This is not going to linger for Sonny. Sonny still has a very bright future in that company and in pro wrestling as a whole. You know, Sonny's going to keep being on the rise. But for this night and this opportunity, like, you could have done so much more, and, and this was just completely dashed. And it it was disheartening to see, personally. So, yeah. Uh, I did get a little bit of a pickup, though, watching the Mass Wrestler afterwards. That was pretty fun. Um, of course, last week we saw Logan Easton LaRue unmasked on the show. This week, um, I was fooled. I, I could not figure out who... Falcor was for the longest time. Did not expect that to be KTB under that mask. So, very interesting. I I don't want to get too into the minutia on theories with the mass wrestler right now. Um, but I I'm not gonna lie. Before the match started, I really thought Skid might have been PB Smooth, but I don't think that anymore. I'm going back to the drawing board on that one. Um, either way, I still love. Still really enjoying the show, um, and and I think it's a really awesome concept. And I, it's it's fun to see the people on the show like 
take it like halfway seriously and inject a lot of humor into it. Like it's 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 just a fun short little thing that um I look forward to every week at this point now. So I'm enjoying myself. Um also guessing games are fun. Mysteries are fun. Um you know, I never really got into the mass singer, but you know, I'm cool whenever it comes to wrestling because um I don't know. I might be in too deep. I I don't know. Either way, <laughs> I really enjoyed it, and you should check it out over on independentwrestling.tv. The first episode, last week's episode, is up for free for everyone. But if you want to watch the second episode and all of the other episodes that come every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern over there, um, you need to have a subscription. Luckily for you, we have a promo code that will get you five days free on IWTV. Just use the promo code LGBTRingPod or go to tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT and you get a five-day free trial over independentwrestling.tv. You can uh, catch up on The Masked Wrestler, catch up on all of the great uh, independent promotions that are housed over there. I know coming up on Friday, we finally had the debut of Fight Club Pro Wrestling's next event, uh, Summer Jam, which was recorded a little while back. I know Billy Dixon's on that card. Trisha Dora versus Timmy Lou Retton is on that card. O'Shea Edwards is on that card. Um, I'm excited to see it. So, yeah, all kinds of good stuff over there. Use our promo code and get a little taste and see if it's something that you want to uh, continue to sink your teeth into. Promo code LGBTRingPod, or you can visit tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT. Get five days free on us. It's great. It's fun. Um, all these masks. I put out my weird theory about Genkai on Twitter, um, and it, I think it exposed uh, my other um, fandoms, I guess. I mean, who else... I don't know. Pro wrestling, anime, they're one in one, right? We make so many correlations between different entertainment <laughs> sectors and pro wrestling on this show. I think we could throw the anime one in there. It's definitely there. It's I th- I'm not the first by any means. Um anyway, but speaking of firsts, um you know Last week, we celebrated our first birthday, and like I announced last week, I just wanted to make sure to remind everybody once again, this coming Friday um, at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, over at twitch.tv slash wonderboyotm, my Twitter handle, uh, just in case you need to remind yourself there, um, we are going to be holding our big birthday party fundraiser, uh, Fire Pro Pride championship tournament yes i have um 32 virtual versions of uh lgbtq pro wrestlers that are out there some that have been on this show some that haven't um and we are going to put them in a 32 person uh single elimination tournament to crown the first ever uh pride champion uh in honor of our show our first birthday and we are going to be doing it for a good cause we are raising money for transgender law center um outstanding organization that does a lot of work for um the underserved trans community here in in the u.s um so we're going to be doing that coming up friday october 23rd at 4 p.m eastern 1 p.m pacific over at twitch.tv uh, slash WonderboyOTM. I've released a number of the entrants. I believe uh, by the time this show goes up, uh, we will have the final eight 
up there. Um, I am excited to uh, to get this underway. I haven't streamed Fire Pro in a while, and uh, I really enjoy doing it. And I'm hoping to make this more of a habit. This is kind of my my own kick in the butt to to get back into the habit. So, yeah. Well, I think with all that out of the way, let's jump into our conversation uh, with Tyler Klein and Kevin Couture, The Runway. All right, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome back to LGBT in the Ring. And I am very happy to have as my guest this week, um, you probably, well, you might know the most recently and best from the uh, celebrating getting uh, goozled by uh, Pero and fighting over the chance to have that big bear on top of them <laughs> in the twink gauntlet at Effie's Big Gay Brunch. But they are so much more than that. Um, the fashionista of professional wrestling, Calvin Couture, the trophy boy, Tyler Klein, the runway, our first ever tag team on this show, by the Making way. History. Well. There we go. Exactly. Welcome to LGBT in the ring. Thank, Thank you. Thanks for having us. No, it's uh, I'm I'm really happy to have y'all here. Like I said, y'all are the first tag team on the show. Um, so this is this will be a fun experience because like you both have your own individual stories in pro wrestling and outside of pro wrestling, but Y'all really been started carving a, a new path for yourselves in the past year or two since forming the runway mm-hmm. as a tag team. Um, what kind of led to to y'all coming together to form the, this team, and, and what's it been like to see it grow over the past couple of years? So I actually um, we've been friends via social media for a good bit. Uh, Instagram, stuff like that. I was actually living in uh, Massachusetts, started training up there and just connected through social media and everything, became really good friends. Um, about last summer, I needed a change. Um, wrestling in Massachusetts, I wasn't doing it as much as I wanted to. I wanted to you know, go somewhere else new to kind of change my life around. And we've been you know, pretty good friends and he offered to, you know, put me up here and, and kind of just, uh, you know, go from there really, um, started the tag team, what, October or so unofficially, <laughs> uh, it's kind of hard to just, it's kind of hard to remember Something when we, like that, yeah, yeah, it's kind of hard to remember when we officially started doing it. We had, um, a couple promotions where we were working together, but not as a, a named tag team as of yet. And it just kind of snowballed, uh, from there once we started tagging more places together um yeah and and with me um in wrestling so um i've been wrestling for about four years Uh, i think my four-year anniversary is coming up in february um i've kind of always geared towards tag team wrestling um i've had various partners since i have started wrestling uh male and female um but not really a tag team partner that I think meshed um, well with my look, um, really what I'm going for, um, really a tag team partner that that complimented me really well, that helped me look, just, just looking the part, I think, um, is, is really, you know, what what is huge in tag team wrestling. And, you know, I, I love everyone that I've tag team with, but I know there's just something um, a little different and I'm not really sure what that is, but um, you know, whenever we started teaming together, it kind of became a little more, um, I don't know what the word is, um, 
just uh, we, we just meshed. It, it was a, there was a, there was more of a of a mesh there, and and uh, I guess like, I guess that na that natural chemistry. Um, you know, you don't always have that natural chemistry with people that you're paired up with. Um, but you know, I, I think that's something that you know we have similar styles in the ring and um, similar fashion sense, and I think just having that in, in common um, really takes us to the next level as a team. Mm -hmm. No, I think that that synergy that you two have definitely comes through in, in your matches, um, no matter what promotion you're at. Um, mm -hmm. I really enjoyed like seeing y'all grow as a team um, and, and take on the, this, uh, this collective persona that you have over, over that time span. I'm curious, though, like um, Tyler, going back to, to what you were saying about like being in Massachusetts and then kind of coming to the, the Pittsburgh area needing a change of scenery what mm -hmm. was um what was going on for you in in massachusetts at the time if you don't mind me asking like what what kind of like led to that need to to leave so um i had been training up there for a couple of years um my job that i had up there i wasn't able to be off on saturdays um it was really difficult and the promotion or the school that i was training at would run shows sometimes on wednesdays maybe really big shows uh, a lot of the times I wouldn't be able to really uh, go to them. Um, I actually, I debuted when I debuted, I debuted about three years ago. Um, went from being in a tornado tag match to a semi-main singles match, just in the span of the show. Um, I felt like up there, you know, after I, after I had my debut match, it just really clicked a lot. Like I wanted to do it more, but it was really hard to find openings up there. It was really hard to get my foot in the door um, because my character brought something special, but there's so many different, there's not a whole lot uh, of promotions going on up there. And uh, when we started talking and just being more, you know, being friendly and stuff like that uh, over social media, you know, I let them know, I was like, you know, I feel like, work and everything it's just kind of getting in the way and not really getting in the way but just stressing me out and wrestling was kind of like a, a stress release for me it was a chance for me to kind of not be who i was in everyday life and be you know tyler and kind of be that um over the top sort of obnoxious you know inner me that always wanted to get out and everything and and being for me being up there and an out LGBTQ wrestler, it was kind of strange up there a little bit. Like you would have, it's Massachusetts, and a lot of times you think you'd be very, you know, forward thinking and stuff like that. But then you run into fans who will drop, you know, words to kind of mm -hmm. make you, to kind of insult you. And you just kind of let that roll. Off. I would let that roll off my back. But um, eventually, I, you know, with work and life and everything up there, um, it just felt like I was going to, you know, work every day, nothing else. And I decided that I needed a change. And, you know, I had come out to Pittsburgh previously on sort of like a mini trip, went to a couple promotions, met a lot of really great people, a lot of friends that I never really thought I'd have when I lived in Massachusetts and just kind of made a decision last summer to, to change my life around and kind of, you know, go for that. Yeah. And and Calvin, I'm um, speaking more to like whenever Tyler came down, like what led to you like kind of like opening up that chance, like opening up even your your home to, to Tyler to be able to like link up there and, and you know, understand that maybe that change of scenery was needed and you would able to be able to provide that in a way. Yeah, um, for me, I think everyone deserves, um, you know, a, a chance to kind of 
reinvent themselves. Um, you know, I think everyone should be able to have that canvas to really paint, um, you know, what they want with it and, and really follow their dream. Um, and really, you know, I, I saw someone that wanted to do something that it was hard for them to do where they were. Um, granted, situation was a little different, um, but really just someone that wanted to grow um, on a different level. And, and I feel like, you know, he knew that he couldn't do that where he was. So with my situation, um, you know, I, I try to be as welcoming as I, as I could for somebody like that and, and help them make the right connections. But at the end of the day, for me, it, I feel like it's all about just having that chance. Cause I, you know, I want someone to give that chance to me. So, um, you know, I think it's just about really just being, being that kind of person to, to really help out the wrestling community. I think that's, that's something that's huge and, you know, really helping someone be able to change their life for the better. Hmm. No, I, I, it's definitely commendable, and I, and I really appreciate like seeing that spirit play out in the way that it has, especially considering like the path that y'all have taken since that that happened. So it's really awesome to hear and see. Um, I am curious though, since Calvin, like you are like more like the local Pittsburgh area. You mm -hmm. you've been you started there, um, and. I'm curious, like hearing Tyler's experiences in Massachusetts, like I'm, and I'm sure, like speaking to as many, like out pro wrestlers as as we have on the show, like knowing the experience of like the, some of the the you know derogatory language or the pre or like prejudice treatment and that sort of thing from audiences, like that Stump have experienced. Like, what was? Did you ever run into any of that in in the Pittsburgh area? So the Cal the Calvin character is an interesting one. Um, yeah because it walks a fine line. Um, now the Calvin character doesn't, how am I gonna say this? It, it doesn't necessarily identify as any sexual orientation. So what I like about this character is it is up for interpretation for anybody that sees it. And I think that's almost stronger as um, you know, seeing someone like myself out there playing that character um, to really just be yourself. Now, in the area, you know, depending on where you go, you're going to have experiences um, like that. Now, you know, things might not have been as aggressive as they were for Tyler. Um, but, you know, I have heard things, but it's funny because you go certain places and you could hear things based on the color of your trunks and, you know, just be a plain normal guy. Um, you know, so it, it, it's, it's interesting. It all depends on where you go. Um, you know, West Virginia, you could wear purple and you get called everything under the sun. Um, Ohio, you know, you, you just kind of be sassy and talk back to somebody and they're going to give you a hard time too. Um, so I have had some instances where, you know, somebody would say things as, as a, as a negative, like, um, you know, I really, I'm really disappointed in fans whenever they say like you're gay as a negative because who cares if if the the person that's performing is or if they're not. And really when it comes down to it, it's none of that fans business cuz guess what? They're paying the money to see you anyway. So thank you ma'am. <laughs> I'm done. I don't care what you say, but it's there and it shouldn't be there. But what's nice is there are a lot of spaces 
in the Pittsburgh community and surrounding areas that, um, you know, don't tolerate that and try to, to have that um, level of uh, really fandom where um, really the fans just appreciate the performers for who they are, for what they do and what they put out there. Because at the end of the day, um, the wrestling mat is the canvas for a lot of us. We're just artists and we want to throw out our care. We want to throw characters out there. We want to make magic and we want to create memories for not only ourselves, but for the people in the crowd. No, definitely. Definitely. And, and I'm happy to hear that, you know, it's getting, it's getting better in those ways and you have those spaces as well. Like, obviously, you know, like I grew up in the South. I, mm-hmm. I get it. You know, like it's, there's going to be places that are like that, that hopefully they're slower on, on the uptake sometimes, but, you know, just going to keep pushing people to be better about these things and, and keep creating those spaces. Um, and it's interesting like to hear, because I know that y'all work a, a, at least a good amount in West Virginia. And that's, that's just an intriguing um, situation for, for me to see, because one, like you don't really hear about the West Virginia scene that much, mm-hmm. even though there are like two or three companies running fairly regularly there um and then like take that with like a tag team like you know like yourselves that go into that area and i'd say are very successful in that area it's interesting to to hear because like i'm speaking with other um wrestlers like russell rogue and even effie um like you know effie would tell me stories about like working down near where i grew up in like towns that were very comparable to what the to what the West Virginia scene feels like, and Russell running in rural Minnesota and still being able to get over as a babyface, being out bisexual in the ring. Like, what does it does it make you feel like these areas are getting better to see yourselves being as successful as you are? Um, on those scenes, um, I I think so. Yeah. Um, even like the the places where we do wrestle in. West Virginia, um, I, we, or at least I don't, I don't know if you have either, but we, we don't really get much negativity. Um, surprisingly, the, the story that I brought up from um, West Virginia actually happened to a, a friend of mine, um, actually one of my trainers, he just wore purple and he was pretty, I think he was pretty deep in West Virginia. Um, but it was very, um, it was very interesting cause he, that, that was one of the, the biggest things I remember him, him saying how people can be really negative and you just kind of have to, you know, hear what the fans say and just kind of be like, you know, in one year out the other, because if you don't react to them, even though it's not okay, uh, you know, they can. Yeah. I mean, we've gone places where, I mean, when we were in West Virginia, we were mainly what? We were actually baby faces. Not not something, not something that we uh, normally do. Like we've gone out to um, Indiana uh, and worked out there. And the one time uh, with the promotion out there, we did tag team. Did we tag team like once or twice? Once. I mean, we just kind of, we just kind of owned it. Um, Just what fans were saying, things like that. And fans weren't even. Fans they weren't, weren't even that bad. They, they weren't. weren't they weren't like I was expecting worse. You go to some of these places and you expect you're like, oh no, how's this gonna go? Um, <laughs> but no, like it, there are some places where I'm just like, uh oh, like mm. is this gonna like is something gonna trigger me? Like what what is gonna what, how is this gonna go? But really, I I think the fans are also stepping up to the next level, and I think a lot of that 
um, you know, is now that we have a lot more eccentric characters um, visible on TV each week, which is interesting because mm -hmm. there always were eccentric characters on our TV screens. Um, I think it's just a different time and a different type of fan coming up and, um, you know, looking more towards what these individuals can do um, and not necessarily just as a character. Um, I mean, you know, for example, look at the Goldust character. It took people how long to get over how he was doing, how he was moving, how he was talking, how he was, uh, you know, and, and, and Dustin is one of the best in the the world, I, I would think. Um, you know, he's still doing what he's doing for a reason. And, you know, looking at even like that character, like that wasn't even really accepted, but he took the ball and ran with it and didn't think twice about it. Um, you know, now there's a lot more people that, not more performers that are, that have that freedom to really be who they are and um, get comfortable in their characters. And, you know, I really think that um, maybe if Dustin didn't choose to do that character or do it the way that he did it, you know, maybe things would be different. And it's kind of, it's kind of interesting because you, as of right now, like I, upon moving to Pittsburgh, I can't think of any instance where it's been like a bad, any type of verbal harassment, anything like that at any, even the promotion in West Virginia or anything like that, that I've had that problem. Um, when I was in Massachusetts, I mean, it was, it's very, it was really strange. Like it was mainly, you know, kids. And I'm not saying like, uh, you know, it wasn't always adults. It was always the kids that were there and they weren't, you know, just saying, you know, oh, boo, you, blah, blah, blah. They were dropping words. And I just kind of was a little shocked at that because at the time, uh, my best friend, my my boyfriend at the time, and one of my friends from the city were sitting right there. And there was a probably a nine, 10 year old just like screaming at me and saying a lot of like, I wasn't even giving the time, the kid the time day, just kind of <laughs> being really yeah. derogatory. And it, I mean, my friends are all wrestling fans back up 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 in massachusetts and they were just kind of like sitting there like what's going on like holy moly like i mean what now that i've moved um and starting here i've never i've not run into anything as far as like bookings or anything else like that i had one thing happen in massachusetts when i first started out and it was just one of those um you know promoter asked my friend who you know got me booked on the show is like can he be flamboyant and not gay and I'm like, well, my character, I mean, me, I am out, I am gay, but my character, you know, that's very much how you interpret it. Um, and I tried to, I tried to let it like not rub me the wrong way, but it kind of did. And it was just like, really, that's, you're, you're not looking at me as a worker. Like, that's what you're, you're worried about in a state like Massachusetts. It's like, I'm not going to be the one to drive people away from your, your show or anything like that. But it just kind of like after I've been out here, it's it's nobody nobody out here sees that at all, which is one of my favorite things about you know being out here now. It's great. No, that's awesome to hear. I I want to go back to one thing that that Calvin said, talking about like this freedom that you're seeing from a lot of performers now, not just like LGBTQ performers, but like all kinds of performers, like coming out with different characters that maybe not necessarily like they definitely have been in pro wrestling over the span of its history but you don't necessarily think back to that sort of thing in a way what for y'all has kind of really fueled that freedom 
to to put the runway out in the way that you have and the way that you wanted to well for me with with my character um i i wanted as calvin i i wanted to do something um a little different maybe something that's not always seen um especially in this area so i think for me it was just um you know i kind of wanted to bring back the idea of the chicken shit heel um you know the the guy that um will do anything to win and um you know is, is big and tough until he gets his ass whooped like that's that that was kind of where i i i wanted to to kind of be like i i want to be that guy that can get in the ring and you might see him you think he's pretty but then maybe he does kick your ass maybe he you know you expect something a little different um and then you know i might not always win but you know what i, I give it my best so um but no it's just it, it's just the create the being creative trying things um you know not everything's gonna stick but i think the important thing is um you know don't be afraid to try something um and don't be afraid to evolve like i didn't start out as the fashionista you know I, that that kind of came out of nowhere i was just playing with something one day and and that that stuck um you know i i didn't really know where it was going whenever i started <laughs> and um i was just trying to do something a little different and and a little out there and just worked her to my strengths and i think that's worked for me so far i hope <laughs> um, i'd say so I just hope that it you know it continues to work from for me from here on out so and with mine i just kind of started like a pretty boy kind of asshole you know that kind of that kind of thing i mean my debut my debut match i was against like a 300 pound samoan guy and i was doing the whole you know being sneaky doing something getting a little cocky turning around you know getting my ass whooped and i think i i was trying to find that little niche um character persona like before and you know once i came out here i i, I tried a couple not a couple different things but i, I tried to find something and when we started doing a little bit more tag team stuff fashionista i've got a plethora of wrestling gear most of which i've worn once and then haven't worn again and so i was like well you know if we make this tag team what can we do what can i do differently so i came up with the idea of you know being a, a designer, fashion designer, I've got lots of measuring tape that I will just use and choke people and stuff like that. Kind of be a little shady, a little shicey. Um, but I think that's kind of you know going on because you really don't have looking around today. You really don't have a lot of tag teams that kind of have that you know st same style, same look. A lot of tag team on the independents don't mm -hmm. have matching gear either. Mm -hmm. um, and and I think that's something that that's huge. I think a lot of teams, um, and it makes sense for some teams not. Mm -hmm. So you know, nothing against teams not having matching gear, but I see some of the most successful independent tag teams are those that do match, that put time and effort into their looks, and you know that put that time and effort into being a tag team. Um, so I think that has to go with it too. It's it's you know having that freedom on on the independent level to you know be a singles guy be a tag team guy um be available for anything that comes comes your way because it really really can take you to the next level and it's it's really a, a selling point for promotions to have you know guys like us come in and, and and be that matching tag team because we do in the ring we do a lot of different you know things that will just ever like work hard 
you know, we're, we're there as a, as a solid heel tag team. And it just kind of, it kind of works itself out because you, you, it's hard to find these days really anywhere with feel around the country. No, definitely. I think, I think the, the devil is in the details a lot mm-hmm. of the time and making sure that you can do as much as you can to present yourself in a way that like sticks in someone's brain. Like, I think that's one of the key components when it comes to like crafting a pro wrestling persona in that way. So yeah, I'm, I'm right there with y'all on, on that as well. It's interesting just to hear like how like the, the two characters kind of develop separate from one another, but then they mesh so well whenever they come together in the way that they do and like how quickly that happened. Um, I want, I want to go back a little bit and talk about like where kind of pro wrestling got its hooks in, in y'all per- proverbially. Um, <laughs> like um, where did y'all um, start with Tyler? Uh, where did you just discover pro wrestling? And, and when did you kind of realize this is something that you wanted to do? So I am, so I'm kind of old. Uh, <laughs> I, grew up in South Jersey. A lot of my wrestling experience was like early, very early nineties, Hulk Hogan, you know, stuff like that. Like when I was younger than that, it was mainly Macho Man. It's like those loud in your face, you know, huge character work kind of things. Um, and then somebody cursed on TV and my overprotective parents took wrestling away for a long time. Um, when I got back into it, I was actually in, I went, I went to some indie shows, you know, with my dad when I was a, a kid too, but whatever comes to the area, I can't even remember what they were called, quite honestly. Um, but I would go, I went to um, school in the South. And when I got down there, I thought about it. I was like, you know what? It's like, maybe this might be something to look into. Um, started looking around, seeing what I could find. There's a couple people who I went to college with who did a little bit as a hobby. And I, I talked to them a little bit about it, but um, life got in the way and, and everything. And I just, eventually I moved to Massachusetts. Like it, I get up there and a friend of mine, um, was going to wrestling, was going to the training school I was going to, I was, uh, looking at, and he was like, why don't you just come and, and hang out and see what you can do and, or just, you know, have fun. So I went one day and the head trainer there, his name's Bo, um, for Bell Time Club. He kind of stopped me and he's like, so how long have you been training when you, you know, we're doing this. And I looked at him and was like, I've never trained before. And right then and there, he's like, okay, well, here's the days that I want you to come. And it just kind of snowballed, you know, to there. I, I let him know. I was like, you know, I've got, you know, a, a full-time job that kind of cuts into a lot of my time. It's a really good job. And he's like, I'm like, I want to do this as a hobby. I want to do this to have fun, you know, stay fit, have fun, all that good stuff. And um, he just kind of saw something in my character because he realized like, you know, personality wise, a lot of people that he was training, they had personalities, but they weren't to that level they wanted to. They were more focused on moves and all that. And he was looking for somebody to have more showmanship. Um, and it just kind of got to that point where it started taking on a life of its own. And I kind of dedicated a whole lot of time to just, you know, being at training and, and going there. But, you know, just wanting to be like those old school, you know, larger than life characters. And what about for you, Calvin? Oh, uh, well, my dad got me hooked. Um, <laughs> so there's that. Um, so I, I do say we've always been, there's always been some kind of fandom in my family. Um, actually, interesting. interestingly enough, um, I believe it was my great-grandmother's cousin or aunt or something like that. 
Um, she was actually known as Ringside Rosie at the stu- in the studio wrestling days in Pittsburgh. So, um, you know, I guess the fandom ran in the blood and I got hooked, um, you know, whenever I was a toddler. Um, some of my earliest great memories besides like the colors and everything, you know, the early 90s colors and patterns. Um, definitely, I remember whenever Monday Night Raw was uh, really just starting. Um, one of my favorite feuds from that era that kind of got me hooked was the Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels feud. Mm. Um, I remember their battle that they had for the Intercontinental title. I think they might have actually wrestled twice um, on Raw for the Intercontinental title. But I remember um, it, it just stuck with me. Like, I always loved watching that match. I loved watching what they did because, um, you know, you had this arrogant pretty boy heel with this big bodyguard versus the true underdog. And I think really, to me, that's what wrestling not should be, but I really like that idea of wrestling because it's that realism. It's that story. It's the guy that'll do anything to win on both sides. Um, You know, it's the guy that would cheat the win. It's the guy that's going to pull every little bit of fight left he has out of him to win. So I think that's what kind of caught me. And, you know, I really haven't looked back since. Um, I have been a fan pretty much since um, the early 90s. Um, You know, does it come and go? A little bit. But I think my interest in what I'm watching in wrestling is changing. Like everyone's is. You know, not everyone's going to be watching, you know, WWE every week. Um, You know, I was never a WCW fan. I was always Team WWF whenever, you know, the, the Monday Night... Uh, war was happening. I never was team WCW. Um, so I think it just depends like, you know, and what's great is now we have a lot of options and a lot of choices, especially on the independent level. Um, so if you don't like what you're seeing on TV each week, you can find, you know, things on IWTV, fight TV. Um, you know, there's so much on YouTube even, um, you know, it's great to see that even, um, on the WWE network, they have a section that has some more independent stuff on it. So you get to check, you know, people out that maybe you've never seen wrestle before. And I think that's what's fun. It's watching people you've never watched before or watching people that, uh, you know, maybe you look up to or watching people that you've wrestled with even, you know, not only to scout them for your next match, but to to see what they put out there, to see what's new, to see what's different. Um, you know, this is a sport where you really are free to try so much and to do so much. Um and if you want, do the same thing. Uh, you know, there's there's so much that you need to you need to experiment and see what you are really good at um, to really find what will take you to the next level. And that's what's I think that's what's beautiful about about wrestling and um, this this realm. You just get to you get to be whoever you want to be. Is that something that kind of drew you to the industry whenever you were like looking to get into it? Was the fact that that you could be whoever you wanted to be craft a completely different idea of who you are. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I kind of got into it. I was like fighting with it a little bit. Like, you know, I, I was always wondering what if, and I was like, Oh no, I don't want to do that to my body. And then, um, I had a job outside of wrestling that I just really wasn't happy with. It wasn't matching it, meshing up with who I was as a person and where I wanted to go as a person. And I, I realized that, you know, I needed to do something. And I remember having a conversation with my boss at the time. You know, she said, she sent me this Steve Harvey video. And I remember it was a video. 
after he did Family Feud because he would talk to his Family Feud crowd. And it was a video saying, you know, God gives everyone talents. Everyone has gifts that they have. Um, you know, you have to find that gift. You have to find that talent. And you have to take the leap. You know, you can't keep watching everyone, you know, jump off that cliff and start hand gliding. You know, you got to take that leap into figuring out, you know, it, what you want to do. And, and, you know, you can't, you can't let life pass you by. So, you know, I might've taken an extreme by, you know, starting to wrestle, but I was like, you know what, that's the one thing that if I asked myself 10, 20, 30 years from now, what if I would have done that and I didn't do it, I would never know. Hmm. And I think that's what it came down to for me. It's needing to know if I can make it through training, needing to know if I really do love this the way I thought I've always loved this and really, you know, not being behind the barricade anymore, wondering what if, you know, looking up saying I could do that, you know, being on the other side, being in the ring and doing it. Um, you know, that's what I tell everyone that that starts training. You know, you made a huge step even, you know, signing up to be here, like take advantage of it, see if it's for you. Cause in, in, in the long run, maybe it's not for everybody and that's okay. You know, there's, there's always things in life that aren't for everybody. Um, but I feel like everyone has to try. No, definitely. And it sounds like that sort of like not wanting to know what if, or having to be able to say what if down the line really was heavy for both of you in terms of like entering the business, you know, even mm -hmm. like Tyler, like entering a little bit later in, in quote unquote later in life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> and, and like, so like, it's really awesome to, to hear that like, you're you were willing to take that that chance on yourself and and put yourself forward in that way and it's 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 seems to be doing fairly well for your, for taking that chance on yourself i would say oh yeah for sure yeah um it's we've gotten a so, lot of fun opportunities and a lot of things that i never thought i'd be able to really do <laughs> in any anywhere so is, is there any one that particularly stands out for you um let's see well the collective the collective um yes. <laughs> and, so, and uh, the collective and and mv show for sure um that those were both probably the two you know the the mv show was definitely probably one of the biggest ones as far as the collective well yeah i <laughs> <laughs> no i was well, getting that to that too yeah. but the collective was also something just huge just that type of just being on that show and just that being part of the whole weekend um, and actually getting really a, a second chance at that weekend because of, you know, what happened with COVID with the first, you know, it just like blows my mind. Like I never thought it would have that type of effect. And then like seeing social media and even for the short time we were out there, just, you know, coming back and just being like, Oh crap, my like, who are these two? Who are these two? Oh my gosh, that was great. You know, it just kind of, that was kind of exciting. Yeah, and, and it's fitting that you bring up both of those shows because I think those are the two shows that have really been the largest stage that 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 y'all have been on, and, and I'm really happy to see that they've been that they've been recent um, for you. Um, and they're also probably the, the two shows where um, you've gotten to do a lot of like putting the characters of of mm -hmm. Tyler and Calvin out there in a way, especially the chance you know teaming with Effie at the Polyam party mm -hmm. um in in that match 
Uh, I, I I'm curious, like what what was that experience like for y'all to to get that call uh, and and to have the chance to team up with Effie at, on that show? It was great. <laughs> I mean, I um so I met Effie a few years ago in New York, um, and uh, you know he's one of those people that what you see with him is what you get. Mm-hmm. Like what you see in the ring is him, um, and and it's a treat. I'll tell you that much. It's a treat. <laughs> like he just. He's just such a positive person, um, very vibrant. One of those people that, you know, he really does light up the room when he walks into it. Like, I know that's that's kind of a, of a weird, um, that's what I'm looking for. It's kind of a weird way to say it, but it's true. Mm-hmm. It, it's someone, he's someone that has that type of personality that it, it's very genuine um, for, for, for that. And getting to team with somebody like that um really helped me i think both of us amp up ourselves to the next level and really want to put it all out there um the great thing about the the polyam party um was you know i got to wrestle some good friends um i have wrestled edric everhart so many times (laughs) that um you know that was fantastic um I I did a lot with Jack Pollock whenever I was training. Um, he he actually helped me a lot um, whenever I actually got hurt once uh, in training. Nothing major, um, and I was actually in the ring with him when he did it, and um, or not when he did it when it happened. <laughs> I should say he didn't do anything. <laughs> Jack Pollock, if you're listening, I'm coming after you. Uh, no, but he really. Um, he's a Pittsburgh staple, Jack Pollock too. And then of course, Peyton Graham, um, three, three friends, honestly. So it was cool to really not only be in the part of that moment, but to share that moment with people that, um, we really trusted and really wanted to see us succeed. And it was just for me, I'd never worked with anybody other than Calvin in the ring before, before the polyam, uh, party. And I think I was just kind of, I was like, you know, what can I do to kind of bring the energy up that next level, like to what Effie was, because Effie was just kind of exuding all this confidence. And I'm just like, normally, you know, oozes charisma. Oh, charisma, like you wouldn't believe. And and outside, you know, every day, I, I don't really have that. I, I'm just kind of a quiet person, don't talk a whole lot. So I wanted to bring it to some type of next level. And really, you know, even Effie said, he was like, this isn't, this, you know, isn't about, you know, me today as much as it's about, you know, you two and, and getting you guys, you know, over because he just wanted to be as genuine as possible with it. So, I mean, we definitely, we, I, I definitely let it all out on the Polyam show. So there's In that. more ways than one. <laughs> In more ways than one. And I mean, just doing, just doing those spots and everything with Effie and, and just working as a, as a team, just, it was what well, he likes to use magical a lot of stuff for me made magic um and then you know just a a, a little bit after that he got in touch with us about the brunch and and everything and that was kind of like a great moment because i mean i when he when mv contacted us about the polyam party um he was actually calvin was his contact more and i you know walked in and he's just like oh crap You'll never guess what just happened. And it's like, and we're teaming with Effie. And I kind of lost it for a minute. I kind of fan, fanboyed out a little bit. Um, but just getting to know Effie and like him just being kind of like, oh, I'm going to remember you and, you know, remember you guys. And then. But he never forgot me. Yeah. Well, so. I know. Well, I was the first time that I. Okay. Yeah. 
you know, Starfest. And <laughs> forgotten. Mm -hmm. Well, this is the first time that the Polyam party was the first time I had met him. Um, but then a couple weeks later, just you know, we knew we were on the first. Uh, getting that call was. I think, <laughs> was, I think that's what you're was, getting at. Getting yeah. that call was great. Sorry. <laughs> Word vomit over here. I, am I right? Yeah, I do that a lot. That's all right. Once you got, once he gave us the call for the 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 brunch, it's just kind of like you know it it kind of clicks like holy holy crap. Mm. So, how did it feel for y'all to like hear Effie say like at the Polyam party like the that that match was about y'all as opposed to him? Um, it it was great, but that's how Effie is. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, he's very positive about wanting to really showcase others and and have the the most entertaining match on the card and and that's what i think is good about about that what was good about that match because you know not only did we really get to showcase ourselves wrestling but we also had fun mm -hmm. you know and i think that showed that we had fun um you know some people say that there's no place for comedy and wrestling and you know i think we had I think we had a little of it all and I think it really worked. It gave the match a different feel. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that's what, that's what I like to do on a wrestling card is give whatever match that I'm in a different feel. And I think Effie knew that we needed to give this something different than what was on the card, because I think we're the only tag match. If I remember, I'm not sure if we're the only tag match. I we were, we were, think so. I think we were, I think we're the only tag match um, in the middle of, a bunch of singles and then like a scramble, a triple threat. So, you know, it was going to stand out a little bit regardless, but we wanted to make sure that we were doing as much as humanly possible to, if the fans would want to watch one match on the card, fingers crossed it'd be ours. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I, I definitely take pride in wanting to be that, that one match that maybe people are like, that was fun. Mm -hmm. You know, that was a fun match. And and I think a lot of Effie's matches are like that. So I think we definitely vibed in, in that way. And, you know, he's and he got that. And that's why he wanted to kind of showcase us a little more to get us to, you know, an, a better level and just to have fun and show that everyone, um, you know, should look out for the runway. Mm -hmm. mm, definitely. No, and, and that, of course, brings us to The Collective, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, most recent show that y'all were on, the Big Gay Brunch there. Um, very memorable spot, as we alluded to at the beginning of the show. Um, yep. I'm curious, like, what was it like to, to get that call from Effie for, for the Big Gay Brunch? And what were your, like, initial thoughts around actually, like, going going to the show? Like, because obviously, like, we're, do we're doing, they help, we're holding this show in an indoor arena, amid a pandemic but it's also a huge stage for for y'all and a huge stage for lgbtq pro wrestling as a whole honestly mm -hmm. um what what were your thoughts leading up to that event um really that i wanted that well for me i wanted to focus on on you know looking my best feeling my best um just feeling confident in myself because uh i'm a huge believer if you don't believe if you don't believe in your hype and you don't believe in what you're doing nobody else is mm -hmm. So um, really getting in that mindset that, you know, this is coming up, this is happening. And I mean, that's like that for a lot, a, a lot of matches and a lot of shows. But for something like this, where, you know, we didn't really know when we got that call exactly what we were going to be doing. Um, but, you know, we had a feeling that it was going to be the gauntlet. Mm -hmm. um, but really getting that call, you just have to get in a mindset of, OK, this is a great opportunity. Um, you know, I'm not only representing 
myself, I'm representing the school I came from, I'm representing, representing Pittsburgh, you know, I'm representing so many people who, you know, maybe haven't gotten the opportunity to really showcase who they are. Um, and, and that's what I was happy about. I was really happy about showcasing, uh, being able to showcase what I can do and, and hopefully inspire others to, to want to showcase themselves too. Now, first thing I thought of is what am I going to wear? Yeah. To be completely honest, <laughs> he's the he plans. I I just I, go I, and I, pl I plan out. weeks. I plan weeks in advance. I'm, and I I sit there. I think I told you I've, I've got a I've got a gear and a clothing problem. And I'm just like saying, like, what can we do? What can we just stand out? We can do this. I actually started. Um, I mean, once we got the uh, inf once we got the uh, the go ahead with the the twin gauntlet and everything, you know, I kind of looked to see who else had been announced for it, and then just kind of started going back and forth with people on social media um jared paro just kind of like fun little banner back and forth um and then just started getting like really excited for you know i'd met some people um lgbt wrestlers uh at other shows i've met we've done spots with jamie um i've talked to a couple on social media just you know saying hey you know you're really great you know i love what you did i love your work um but really getting to meet a few more of them um you know, I've met Jared and I've met Billy. I hadn't met Ashton before and he was such he's a delight. He's a delight to be around and just so fun. We actually uh uh gave him some advice before some fashion advice on his hair before it came out and he <laughs> he tweeted about it afterwards and just like, you know, you're welcome. You know, just kind of fun back and forth. Um that was the best part of the weekend, <laughs> I honestly, and that and that show was you know, you, you see these people on social media and, you know, you connect with these people on social media without ever actually meeting them. And um, what was great about it is I, I got to see some old friends that, you know, I haven't seen in, in years. And then I got to see new ones who I've had on social media. Um, but now you see them in person. And it's like, it's great when you finally get to meet somebody that you've been following for a while. Um, because you know, you get to have that interaction, uh, you get to have that human interaction because a lot of times wrestling on social media, that's all it is. Mm -hmm. It's wrestling on social media. Um, but it, it's really nice whenever you get to, to meet those people in person and really get to have a conversation. And, you know, even if it's only for a few minutes talking to people, because wrestling, it, 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 that's, what's so much fun about wrestling is, you know, I've been, I'm friends with people that I never thought I'd be friends with. Mm -hmm. in, in a million years. Um, you know, I have best friends now that I wouldn't have had if I wouldn't have gotten into wrestling. And to me, I'm, I'm that type of individual that uh, I always need to be talking to somebody or, you know, getting fresh ideas, bouncing ideas off of people. So, you know, I love having and expanding that network to do so. And, and the collective really helped at least me do that. And I had a bit of a pop moment um i went up and uh cassandra was there and i've been going back and forth with jared on social media just saying like you know oh, i'm gonna hit you with my ass or or anything like that just kind of playing off the polyam stuff uh prior to that and i walk up to Cassandra and i'm like oh hi i'm you know it's such an honor to meet you and basically just looks at me like oh the underwear guy from from <laughs> twitter and i just my face went beat red i was like oh oh no I was like, oh, great. I was like, that's what I'm known for. Perfect. But um, let me know. Like, loved it. Like, and just and that's, yeah, and that's what it that's reached cool. out to me and, and talked. Cool. It's, it's great. 
it's um <laughs> you know you meet people that you never thought you'd meet and you see people that you may never thought you'd see again mm -hmm. i mean um I had the pleasure of meeting Sonny Kiss before he got signed to, to AEW. And, and that was that was someone else that, uh, you know, I followed on social media. We followed each other. We would chat every so often. And and getting this to see, you know, him again after he's had the success that he has. And, and he's the same type of person. And, um, you know, that's really nice seeing, too, is, is um, you know, these, these individuals that are successful don't forget where they came from. They don't forget their roots. And... And that's something that I think is really huge. And and to kind of bring it back a little bit to the show and and, and Effie a little bit, like if you look at the the show as a, as a whole and how Effie always likes to wants to showcase others. I mean, what Effie's match I think was probably the one of the shortest, if not the shortest one on the entire card. So it was his show. I mean, his name was on it, but he made it about everybody else, which was you know that's uh, since that's that's Effie. He made the entire show about. All the other wrestlers that he brought that he wanted to have there that he brought in showcasing them making them the standout and you know making sure that they all got his time because that's what he wanted to that's what he wanted to do he wanted to showcase the rest of us no and, and it's a it's an important mission to take upon himself mm -hmm. and and to use the stage that, that he's cultivated to to give the that spotlight to as many people as he could um on that show and yourselves included um, and and I think it was very very effective. I think you know just mm -hmm. in terms of like the response that everyone has been getting coming out of that show um, has been overwhelming. And to see the outpouring from the people that were on that show, like obviously y'all were in that locker room, you could see the emotion and how important for a lot of this moment was for a lot of those people. And we've seen you know people like Pero and Ashton and AC Mac like posting online about you know having these very very emotional reactions to having that opportunity and just and just even to be in a locker room that had that's that level of camaraderie and familiarship and just like just burgeoning like happiness or excitement just to be able to have the opportunity that you did have um i'm curious like what was um what was it like for y'all in that locker room like what what, what how did you feel was the environment in in the locker room in that in, during that show and just like seeing everybody have the opportunity that they did it it was very fun it was mm -hmm. it was very supportive um everyone was so, so happy to be there um really that's kind of what the whole weekend was like um which was which was really nice as the, even as the locker rooms were kind of filtering um you know everyone was there for the common goal it was to showcase themselves to prove why they were there and why they were the best, um, you know, especially in the morning. Um, it was really fantastic to, you know, see people that may not have been in a locker room or shared a locker room with, with each other before um, sharing that locker room. Um, and it was really nice to really see the selection of um, talent that Epi did put together because Really, what was nice about the brunch and what I really liked about the brunch is he showcased so many different people in so many different ways. And I think what was great about that is he put together matches that you weren't going to see anywhere else and that I don't think that you could have seen anywhere else. And I think that's what is huge is he's putting so much talent together that maybe some places would never want to do or you know maybe they would never be able to. 
Um, and I think that's, that's something that's huge. It, the, the locker room was just so, it was so positive. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I feel like I'm personally lucky cause I, I feel like I come from a lot of positive locker rooms. I go into a lot of positive locker rooms. Um, there haven't been a ton of negative locker rooms that I've been in, um, for me personally. Um, but I don't know that you, you just had something different. You felt like you were part of something special when you walked into the collective that morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, it just, it just had that vibe. It just felt that way like from oh, all yeah. the responses from a lot of people. Like, and honestly, like getting the community together, it's hard not to have that vibe in, in mm-hmm. any instances, especially considering the environment that was being created there. Um, I'm curious to ask you about the Twink Gauntlet itself though, because I'm, I'm curious about like, Okay, so mm. you find that you're going to be in the Twink Gauntlet. Where does mm. this, um, where does the idea for the spot come from? When when does it start popping up for you? Well, really, we didn't, we didn't, uh, we didn't know what was going to happen until day of. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. So okay. We were going, we were going back and forth if we were going to enter this as a team, or if we were going to enter this single. And um, you know, we didn't really know what we wanted to do. And then we kind of saw the order of, uh, you know, where things might, might lay out. And, uh, you know, Para was in that. Mm-hmm. So we were like, huh, <laughs> he is actually kind of his. But we were, we were like, okay, so Paro's in this. Um, there's no other teams in this. So um, let's do this as the runway. Mm-hmm. Um, let's give ourselves that advantage. And, um, you know, so if we do end up in there with Para, we have a, uh, a, a double chance, but, um, you know, someone tried to get pinned. Well, I mean, he did kind of mention that he's going to take somebody home. I know he's married, but like, whatever. Anyway, so <laughs> that happened. But... And then he was getting mad at us for some reason. Yeah. I, I don't know. Whatever. We were literally like... offering ourselves to him and he just was getting mad. Yeah, he was getting hell? mad. I'm we were not. just having a little argument like friends do whatever. You know, and he wanted to he wanted to try to take some stakes. Little did he know that uh what he also ruined our entrance. Yeah. Throwing some No, no, he did he didn't ruin any entrance. Okay. All right. We looked damn good. Well, we he might have ruined your entrance. Okay. He didn't well, ruin my he entrance. Threw somebody so. at, he, threw somebody <laughs> he threw somebody at you. I was passed. <laughs> he didn't ruin my entrance. Maybe he ruined your entrance. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway, so um yeah, no, it, it's just it's 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 the collaboration, um, you know, to, to be serious, whenever we kind of found found, found out where we were and what we were going to do. Um, you know, we we were even um, talking to Pero, um, you know, with us, he 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 knows that, you know, we're we're characters. We're not going to try to go in there and have a have a barn burner. Uh, and don't get me wrong. We could. We could. <laughs> but um you know that's not what we excel at um we're good at, at certain things um and he really wanted to, to to help us showcase that and and like i said before my goal is to create memories and um you know people people can see a match and be like wow that was a great match um but people were people remember things that happened during the match they remember facial expressions they remember a certain spot um, you know, for example, and this is going to be really random, but, um, you know, Hogan versus the rock from WrestleMania, no one remembers the actual match. They remember the face off at the beginning because it was mm-hmm. so iconic. That's what I, that's my goal. And it, to go in there, make a memorable moment, whether it be for my entrance, 
whether it be from something I'm doing in the ring, a facial expression. Uh, my goal is to make sure that all the fans remember who I am um, because, you know, maybe I might have, might not have the opportunity to, to, to go 20 minutes with Lee Moriarty or, you know, something along those lines. Um, but, you know, I make the most of the time that I have because to me that time is precious and someone's choosing that time for me. So I am going to make the best of that time to not only show, you know, why I should be there and why I am there, but to show others that, you know, this could be your show. You know, you could get all of, all of this on your show. Yeah, thank too. you for, for you know, extending this. Sorry. <laughs> I've been doing it longer. Than yeah, you've been doing it longer. So it's just, <laughs> no, I like it. it. It just, you know, it's still one of those one of those moments where I, I kind of was watching stuff from the days before and all that, just seeing what other people were kind of doing. And, and one thing I did notice about it is that it was very, there wasn't as much, you know, comedy stuff, not as much character stuff. It was, you know, big spots, you know, crowd reaction, things like that. And like, you know, what can we do that's going to, you know, just create some sort of memory, even if it's just in a gauntlet. And and I think we did. I think it, you know, like I said, we came back and our social media was, people were sending us stuff, like, you know, tagging us, like when people were asking who were those two, that was great. You know, letting us know like, hey, you know, this is who they are, you know, take a look at them. Like, they're people to watch. So that was really, that was really great that that kind of, that got remembered. Yeah, no, I think that the image of, of you two being choked by Pero and just screaming in ecstasy, for like, I think that's been submitted in a lot of people's minds. And, and yeah, Great. I would definitely say you accomplished that goal of, of creating a memory there. Um, and honestly, like... The, like it's just another great moment in a long line of, of moments from that show that I think has mm -hmm. really played out, not just for LGBTQ audience, obviously, but for like audiences of, of all communities. Mm -hmm. And I think that it was really important and, and valuable that, that you uh, both were able to have that spot there. So I'm, I'm very happy that the runway was able to make an appearance on, on that show. Yes. Yes. Um, so coming out of the collective, obviously, what, what do you hope um, comes next for for yourselves, either separately or as or as the runway? Well, I mean, right now it's going to be an interesting time uh, as we go into winter. Um, I think that you know opportunities might not be as um, I don't want to say readily available, but you know who knows what's going to happen in the world, um, the world we're living in right now. Um, so really, I think for, for, you know, the runway or, you know, even myself, it's just to, to become better than the day that we were before. Um, you know, I, I heard a quote recently, um, it was, you know, keep, or I'm sorry, let me go back. It, it basically it said, you know, treat every day as your first day on the job. And I think that's huge because, you know, not only are you remembering, you know, what you've had from the days before, but, you know, it, it's a reminder that you can't be afraid of change. You can't be afraid of what's going to happen next. Um, and I think we've all been there, especially with, with the pandemic where, you know, not that I don't want to say like we're over it, but it, it's really taxing. Mm -hmm. um, for me personally, I feel like it's taxing because 
some of these days I, I just felt like I was a, a, a waste of life. You know, I was like wasting away. And it's I like, hate what to feel, day is it? At this I point? hate to feel that way because, you know, um, life's so precious and, you know, you really get reminders of that every day. Um, but really, it's just to keep getting out there and, and keep trying to get that exposure. Um, you know, it's a little more difficult now with everything going on, but also there are a lot of opportunities right now because of everything that's going on. So, um, you know, really we just wanted to use wh what we've been doing lately as a platform to kind of get our names out there a little more. Um, I think it's working. <laughs> and, and doing things like, uh, like Camp Leapfrog and stuff like that and, and, and going and going places with other people um, we've got, you know, big shows and have had big shows with the intergender bonanza out in New Jersey and now working with more with Raylan out there just to kind of, you know, create, you know, even more opportunities for ourselves and, you know, just kind of, it's all in the hands yeah. of the world right now. I feel it basically like is. so, but no, it's, it's really just to keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I actually wanted to ask you all about Camp Leap Frog. I, because you know the first episode was entertaining as all hell. <laughs> I'm very interested to see this couple of upcoming Halloween episode that that is coming up. And you know, y'all are on the first one. I'm assuming y'all are on the, the. I'm hoping y'all are on the Halloween show. Well, you'll have to. Yeah, you'll have to, 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 to watch. You have to watch out. it and find out. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> tell me about at least for the first episode of Camp Leap Frog. Uh, what was that? What was that experience like? It just seemed like everybody was just having a blast, like putting that together. And, and oh yeah, being I, I never knew a burger could make that sound on somebody's face. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Besides them, you know, not having like vegan friendly patties and whatever. Um, no, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, and that's something else that, you know, kind of goes into, into, um, you know, making friends and, and, you know, really getting to meet the people that you, um, maybe haven't seen for a while or the people that you are, are active on social media with, um, you know, slowly from doing those shows, I, I'm getting a lot of, I'm getting a lot of better friends from it. Mm -hmm. And what's great is they're friends in different areas. So, I think that's something that's huge, mm -hmm. um, you know, going to these places and, and talking to these people and creating these bonds because at Camp Leapfrog, we actually um, ended up going there by chance mm -hmm. and um, ended up finding uh, a different wrestling family, um, you know, away from, from home. So that's something that, um, you know, really you know, when things might be awkward at first, um, you know, you really get to come into yourself and, and really get to, um, you know, make those bonds and make those connections. Cause I mean, that's really what wrestling is all about. And and some of the people that we met there were at Effie's brunch, I mean like still life and Molly. And, and those are people that we've kind of created that connection with and just, you know, become good friends with and, you know, seeing them, it's always good to see everybody else succeed and go other places and, and see them at those places and see, you know, what they've been up to since you've last seen them. So, like, that's what I really liked about, you know, like you said, it was it was all chance that we got there. We were just, you know, let's put ourselves out there. Let's go do this and go have fun. And that's what we did. So mm. just got to keep on doing it. It's interesting to hear, like, the, the ability to make all these connections and make like new wrestling families to, to use your terminology, Calvin, um, amid the situation that we're in, you know, with, with the pandemic and, and everybody kind of being more closed off and more isolated than 
than um, regularly would be. Um, do you feel like having the opportunity to be in these um, environments with with the other wrestlers and other people within the industry um, to create these sort of ideas that maybe wouldn't necessarily have been as um, I don't want to use the term viable because it's not the right word, but for lack of a better one, more like more viable had you still had the regular, yeah, more prominent. There we go. Thank you. Um, More prominent. Had you still had like the, the setting of what the indie scene had been like pre pandemic. Um, I think, I think everyone's creative juices got flowing. So, you know, maybe that, maybe it was an idea in, in the mind of the creators. Um, you know, maybe it was, maybe it was like a simple idea and, you know, maybe it was something that they didn't really think of until they weren't on the road as much. And, um, you know, what's great with that is now's the, now's the time more than ever to be creative because, mm-hmm really, you know, what else is everyone doing right now? You know, whenever there weren't shows going on for about two or three months, um, people needed to find ways to get creative and, and to, to kind of keep things moving. And, you know, I, I definitely think that um, a lot of good has come out of, you know, the way the world is right now. And, you know, I think there's a lot um, creatively that we're that still yet to be seen. Um, I've been hearing great things about The Masked Wrestler. I haven't seen Ooh, it yet, yeah. but I've First heard great things good. about it. So, you know, like things like that, like, you know, that Camp Leapfrog, these things wouldn't be happening if um, the world was in a different state. And I think it's all about growth. Um, I mean, look at all the cinematic matches that are happening right now. You know, that kind of reinvented a lot. And granted, you know, they were kind of doing some of them. They were, you know, kind of teasing a little bit. But what I like about where it's going now is it, it puts a different play on where wrestling stands. And um, kind of back to the point, like, you know, I'm not sure if Camp Leapfrog would have happened if we would have ended up making those connections if it wasn't for the pandemic. Um, so I think you got to I think now for me, I'm starting to count my blessings a little more and, um, you know, worrying a little more about what I have than what I don't have. And it, it, it's it allows the, it allowed a lot of people to be a lot more creative. It let that it let that character shine through a little bit more. Um, having that set, type of setting, I think, because you're you've just got the camera, you've got the camera person, you've got everybody else on the outside, but it's not like it's it's not fans. So you've got that one thing. You're like, okay, what can I do, or you know, what how can I make my character a little bit different? How can I be a little bit more creative? And that's why I think that Camp Lee Brog has had a lot more has a, had a lot of success with that, and you know, continuing to do stuff like that because it gives those people a chance to practice their character which is what you know we're all about our character and i think that's kind of like one one of the best things to come out come out of like the the pandemic right now no yeah yeah it's really awesome to see like everybody kind of branching out and and really putting their ideas into into practice in in the way that they have and you know i say like watching all these people be a part of it and like showcase themselves in, you know, different ways has been really awesome to see yourselves included. So I, I think it's really awesome to see. Um, uh, just a couple of questions for you as we wind down here. One, obviously coming out of the collective, we've seen um, a few wrestlers um, announce that they tested positive for, for COVID, um, including AC Mack, who was on the big gay brunch. Um, Obviously, you go to an event like that knowing the risk, and and mm-hmm. I know GCW put in a lot of safety pro- protocols um, for those shows. Um, 
but is there any um fear going forward knowing that you've seen it like touch the independent scene now um fear of like situations dealing with covid um i think that you know going into a big space like that where there are so many people um you just have to be safe Mm -hmm. um you know keep your distance wear your mask um you know constantly sanitize are there going to be times when it might be a little difficult to um you know maintain that of course but i think it's just about being smart with it Mm -hmm. and um you know, I think getting tested is huge. Um, you know, I, I think at the beginning of, of the pandemic, you know, a lot of people weren't willing to get tested, but just because, I mean, testing was different, obviously, mm-hmm. at the beginning of the pandemic than it is now. Um, but uh, I really do think that it's just about, you know, educating yourself, um, you know, making sure that you are getting tested if you have been in um you know one of those situations where you know maybe you are in a public setting like that um or even even if you work in the general public i think that uh, a lot of employers are doing um really really good right now at making sure that their employees are staying safe um so i think really it's there's always that concern they're always that worried and um you know for me personally um i actually did know somebody um, who was pretty close to me that was in the ICU at the beginning of the pandemic, whenever no one really knew what was going on or what this was. And um, she was perfectly healthy, which, which was kind of scary. Um, but now that, you know, we're learning more about it and, and every day seems different. Um, you know, I don't want to say that it seems like a little bit of a, uh, I don't want to say people think of it maybe as not as big of a deal, but you know, it's, it's, it's about comfort level too. You know, you need to make sure that you're comfortable, that you're keeping everyone around you comfortable and just that you're, you're educating yourself on, on, you know, on everything that's happening and, and, you know, even your status. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Any, any, I didn't know if you had any thoughts, Tyler. I mean, I, I, I take it as, you know, being smart and, you know, doing what I can to keep myself safe. I, I don't think that, um, I mean, I, I, he had a friend, my grandmother was in the ICU with COVID and everything, and she's better now um, and everything. So while I don't want to live in and stop living my life because of it, I know that there are steps to take that I was going to keep myself and anybody I care about safe um and going into going into the collective and and worrying about it you know it's always in the back of your mind it is but then like okay here are the steps make sure you know here are the steps i'm taking here's what i'm doing uh, in in addition to what they were doing so i i didn't have as much as much of a of a worry because i knew what i was doing and had been doing since everything started you know was, yeah. yeah, a lot of it's just about paying attention mm-hmm. to your surroundings and where you are, I think. Making good decisions. Exactly. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, I'm glad that y'all seem in good health coming out of this and going forward. It'll be awesome to see. Um, last thing for you, and this comes directly from Effie himself. I had Uh-oh. him on the show previous to the Big Gay Brunch, and he told me something that I needed to tell, talk to you about, Tyler. Oh, um, no. <laughs> He told I'm about me how out on this one. 
Tony. He told me he told me that to to ask you about being, uh, according to him, the only wrestler who uh, will admit that he did customs. Oh, uh, <laughs> you little son of a bitch! Oh, you admitted to him. To, you admitted that to him. Pretty sure he already knew. Oh well. Yes. Yeah. How did you know, Effie? <laughs> Good check Effie's browser. We've got a conversation sure. to have. No, um, actually, yeah, no, I, oh, uh, that's how I kind of got started in, in doing it a little bit, but, um, I did do, I, I did do an event in Florida, um, for you know, a, a customs place, and, and, um, it was actually my day, kind of, I don't want to say debut, but, like, it's the first time I really wrestled in front of a crowd, and I was wrestling a friend of mine. Um, who was a pro wrestler for many years uh, from Massachusetts. And uh, yeah, uh, wrestled half of it with just a, with no trunks on or at least my trunks down. So yeah, I, I mean, I it was a thing I did and I, I don't have any, like I don't have any shame in it, but great. Thanks, Effie. Thank uh, Lord <laughs> Jesus. Thank you for that. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. It's, 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 I, I have no shame in it. So it's like, that's, I mean, I, when we did the polyam thing, I was like, yep, I don't mind. Like, what can we do that will, my ass will be out and that'll get you view. That'll get us, that'll get views and I'll create a memorable moment. And he ate it up. So there's that. So, <laughs> yep. There's a reason he has a lot of followers on Instagram. I see. Thank you. That's all right. You can no throw matter- me on the bus too. Great. <laughs> Perfect. No matter the reason, no shame, no judgment. No, no, not exactly. at all. I have no shame. We know <laughs> we know that all too well. <laughs> well, you can't, you Tyler, can't, you can't, oh, sorry. you can't be afraid to show your ass in the wrestling business. Mm-mm. That's all I'm saying. No. My trainer told me that from day one. I don't think he meant literally, but you know. <laughs> it's okay to do it literally. Some <laughs> of us just have to do that. Take Some of us are more team. gifted than others. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. Couldn't yep. agree more. <laughs> Well, Tyler, Calvin, thank you so much for, for coming on the show. Let everybody know where they can find you online and anything you might have coming up. You, you need to look yourself. So I have so it. many social Got media it. accounts. Shut uh, up. <laughs> I have more than you. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, you can check me out on – I have a Facebook fan page, uh, Calvin Couture. Um, on Twitter, I believe I'm at Calvin underscore Couture. And then on Instagram, I'm just Calvin Couture. So, so pretty simple. Yeah, pretty Twitter, easy. you are Calvin underscore. I can share. That's what I said. Yeah, well, I'm just making I sure. I know it's my handles. I believe that's what she came with. Okay. So I've on so I'm on Facebook. I have actually a Tyler Klein profile and also a fan page. Uh can friend me or see me on either of those. Uh, before you go on, Facebook won't let me create an actual account. So just for all you people out there that are looking to become friends with Calvin, you can't. And it's not because I choose that. You just can't. So we should probably start a petition to Facebook for that. But I digress. Go ahead. Handles. Great. Perfect. Thanks for that. I'm on Twitter at tboy underscore Tyler Klein. And on Instagram, it's kind of long, but it's uh, essentially trophyboy underscore Tyler underscore Klein. So I've got all the social media covered. I've got a lot of posts. So yeah. You can find us on there. And uh, coming up, let's see, we've got, I mean, the biggest thing coming up right now is... The Intergender Bonanza! Yeah, we're actually uh, working at, well, taking on... Uh, taking on Sizzling Stan Styles and Xavier Across, the Mean Girls. Yeah. Ah. And I cannot wait 
to show these mean girls why they can't sit with us. <laughs> I can't wait either. That's going to be a fun, a fun throwdown. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Long well, time coming. Exactly. Well, Tyler, Calvin, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. My thanks once again to Calvin and Tyler for coming on the show and opening up and being candid about their experiences in pro wrestling. And it's really awesome to see um, their friendship and how strong it is um, and just how well they mesh together in and out of the ring. It's it's really awesome to see. Interestingly enough, I know they just had a match against each other. Uh, it was, a, I believe, a Glamcore match. Um, I saw some, some pictures coming out of that, so I might have to go check that out. I believe that was at uh, Real Shoot Wrestling in West Virginia. Um, I could be mistaken on the location there, but yeah, I, I'm. There's just all kinds of fun stuff coming out for the runway here, and there's going to be so much more. Um, you know, people will remember them for the Paro spot, um, and then they will see that there is so much more to to discover from these two. And hopefully, you know, they're just getting started. Um, we'll see what happens down the line here. I know there's another polyam party coming, uh, according to Envy Young, so maybe the runaway will make an appearance there as well. We'll see. Not to mention Camp Leapfrog. <laughs> there's just there's so much fun stuff, and, and uh, I'm here for it. I'm here for it all day. Just the same, you all should be here tomorrow, Friday, October 23rd, twitch.tv slash wonderboyotm, the Fire Pro pride championship tournament raising money for transgender law center help us celebrate our birthday and raise some money for a very good cause tomorrow 4 p.m eastern 1 p.m pacific twitch.tv slash wonderboyotm i am really looking forward to this like i said earlier and and i i'm very excited to uh, to share what we have um going on there and just to have some fun watch some virtual pro wrestling watch some video game pro wrestling um and just kick back and and just have some fun heading into the weekend with some pro wrestling not to mention the show should end i say it's a show the the stream should end right as uh summer jam is starting um over on uh independentwrestling.tv so Come join us for uh, some LGBTQ pro wrestling and then hop over and watch the latest from Fight Club pro wrestling. Um, I've, I've heard really good things about that Trisha Dora, Timmy Lee Red match. So, yeah. Can't go wrong. Um, but uh, with that said, once again, that will do it for us here this week on the show. Uh, but of course, we cannot get out of here before we say thank you to some awesome people that make this show as rad as it is. Uh, first off, the Progress Pride Flag Design by Daniel Quasar is a product of Progress Initiative. You can find out more at quasar.digital. Big thank you to Sarah and the Safe Word for our theme song, Formula 666. That's off the album Red Hot and Holy. You can find them on Twitter at stswband. You can check out their music on Spotify and Bandcamp at sarahandthesafeword.bandcamp.com. Of course, if you want to check out Summer Jam uh, tomorrow or any other of the great offerings uh, from the top promotions in independent pro wrestling, you have to check out independentwrestling.tv. They have the best in current and classic independent pro wrestling, as well as some very out-of-the-box stuff, such as The Masked Wrestler 
like I talked about earlier. Uh, use our promo code LGBTRingPod or visit tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT and you get a five-day free trial. So definitely uh, worth checking out. Get a little taste. See if it uh, is a sauce that is worthy of putting on your pasta. It goes on mine pretty well. Devour it. Nom nom. I don't know what I did there. Anyway. <laughs> You can follow me on Twitter at WonderboyOTM. You can follow the show on Twitter at LGBTRingPod. And, um, yeah, I think that's it for this week. Um, check out our stuff on Outsports.com. We always have out some outstanding stuff going on over there, especially here as we start to wind down LGBTQ History Month. Um, and, you know, I know I've been saying it a lot, but I'll say it one more time. Twitch.tv slash WonderboyOTM tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, Fire Pro Wrestling World Pride Championship Tournament, raising money for Transgender Law Center. It's going to be a good time, and it's for a good cause. So check it out. Enjoy yourself. Watch some video game pro wrestling. Then watch some real-life pro wrestling. I don't know. Do whatever feels right for you. That's all we can ask for. <laughs> But uh, that will do it for this week. Uh, But of course, y'all stay messy. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. And get ready for Paris' bumping next Thursday. Because that is going to be legit. Bye! Deal with it.